0: University of Virginia Health System, we are for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole.
1: Millions of Americans are at risk for vascular diseases, which can lead to serious health conditions such as stroke. My guest is Dr. Gilbert Upchurch, Jr. He's board-certified vascular surgeon and chief of the Division of Vascular and Endovascular Surgery at UVA Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Upchurch. So tell us a little bit about vascular disease. What are the most common types?
0: Well, thanks, Melanie, for having me on. So, um... The two most common types really are uh, atherosclerosis or hardening of the arteries, as it used to be called, which is really plaque buildup in an artery um, over time. That that could actually um, could be really almost in any artery. The arteries that sort of most commonly it occur uh, in are arteries to your brain. Um, which if you have a plaque going to the in your carotid artery, um, you may end up having a stroke. Uh, atherosclerosis in your coronary arteries which are more centrally and and that can lead to a heart attack or blockages going to your legs which can lead to um, pain when you walk all the way from pain when you walk to gangrene and um, uh, loss of limb so those are really that's really number one the second most common vascular disease we see is, uh, an aneurysm. An aneurysm also can really occur in almost any artery in the body. Most most often occurs in the abdominal aorta, um, which is relevant to this vascular screening conversation we're going to have. An um, aneurysm is, um, you think about it like a uh, sort of a worn out tire. Your, um, your blood vessels are a certain size when you're born and they get somewhat larger as you grow, but the inner tube sort of gives out over time. And so an aortic aneurysm, for example, can grow from 2 centimeters um, or an inch uh, to, you know, 5, six, seven, 10 centimeters. With that growth, there's always the risk of rupture. Um, and if patient, depending on what bed it is, if, a, if an aneurysm ruptures, um, often it's lethal. So I would say atherosclerosis, blockage in the arteries, and aneurysms are the two most common diseases we treat.
1: So, what people are at risk, Doctor Upchurch? Who would be the people that would want to get screened?
0: So, there, um, we, we divide sort of the, the risk factors into non-modifiable and modifiable. The non-modifiable ones uh, are, uh, you know, people as they get older, um, people who have uh, a strong family history of either atherosclerosis or aneurysms, people who, and uh, uh, people who, um, for instance, have. Uh, Um, atherosclerosis in other beds, or uh, people who have uh, high cholesterol, those are sort of the people who are sort of most at risk. There's another group of people that I think the ones you can do the most about, that is the group of people who smoke. Um, Smoking is a a risk factor for uh, causing both atherosclerosis or hardening the arteries, as well as aneurysm formation. It's a a big-time inducer of both of those things. And I think high blood pressure is another thing that induces both atherosclerosis as well as aortic aneurysms. Um, And so having your blood pressure well-managed and being on the right sort of cardiovascular protective medications are really important.
1: So we have the controllable risk factors and the uncontrollable risk factors. Yes, ma'am. So what's involved in the screening process? If somebody has high blood pressure or diabetes or they smoke or a family history of heart disease, any of these things, vascular disease that might put them at risk, what's involved in the screening
0: process? So um, the screening process is really just a non-painful ultrasound. And um, this particular screening process... uh, involves um, taking a snapshot of the blood vessels going to your neck or your carotid arteries, looking at the carotid bifurcation to see if there's plaque there. It looks at your um, uh, inferenal aorta uh, and does a snapshot of that to see whether there's blockage and or an aneurysm in your inferenal aorta. And then it checks the blood pressure, uses a blood pressure cuff on your arm and your legs to check the amount of blood flow going to your legs. your arms, but most of the time, peripheral vascular disease affects the legs. So these are sort of non-invasive tests. It's done rapidly, relatively inexpensively, um, and will give you a good sort of snapshot of what your cardiovascular health risks are.
1: Dr. Upchurch, do you feel that even people that are not necessarily at risk should have these done, and how often? Should is this a yearly part of our yearly physical? Is it something that's only done if it needs to be done?
0: I think a lot of it depends on how old you are when you're screened. Um, the aortic aneurysm, uh, you know, is just in your infrarenal aorta. Um, there's pretty good literature looking at your aorta once um, at the age of 60 or 65. Um, if there's no aneurysm there, you're likely never going to develop a an aneurysm in your lifetime. Carotid disease, especially if you're a non-smoker, a single look at your carotid bifurcation is probably adequate. And really, unless you have sort of worsening symptoms of what's called claudication or pain in your calves, hip or buttocks when walking a reproducible distance, if you have a normal screening ABI or ankle brachial index, um, then you should be um, uh, capable of, um, uh, of of you know not needing to be screened again, unless you develop symptoms, of course. And then, of course, you can always be you could always have another test done.
1: Let's speak about symptoms for a minute, Doctor Upchurch. When does chest pain people want to know or pain in their arms or as you described pain in the legs claudication during activity when does that warrant seeing a doctor versus saying oh you know it's probably gas or muscular or something like that people are never quite sure about those symptoms
0: yeah, so I'm going to address the coronary symptoms are actually, you know, in my my own bias is the chest pain, especially with exertion, radiating down the left arm. Those should always be evaluated and taken very seriously. The the lower extremity um, pain in your legs can uh, the the blo- you know blockages in your arteries can often be confused, and this is, patients are sort of taken back a little bit by this. Can also be confused with what's called neurogenic claudication or pain from having your discs, um, your your um, your spinal roots compressed by your vertebral column. So you end up getting pain, sort of shooting down the back of your leg when you walk or when you stretch or whatever. So it, it's a test like this, this ankle brachial index, where we use the blood pressure cuffs that often helps us to distinguish whether it's you know, some radiation pain from your back. Or whether it's actually legitimate blockage in your legs. What people fear, and this is with the the peripheral vascular occlusive disease or atherosclerotic disease or PAD, is that when they're having pain when they walk, that means they're heading towards gangrene and um, and losing a, le- a limb. The truth is, is that people who have pain when they walk, only about one percent of those patients will ultimately ever go, 1% per year, will go on to require an amputation, which means 99% of people will be fine. And the truth is, especially in the beginning, the best therapy is exercise and stopping smoking and getting your diet under control. So, you know, our job as vascular surgeons and and care providers of patients with vascular disease is to, you know, help them modify what they're doing Um, And to be honest, exercise works almost all the time in these patients. If you can get them to, as I said, stop smoking, start exercising. So that's the first-line therapy. No stent, balloon, et cetera, are needed.
1: So why should patients come to UVA for their vascular screening and come to see you?
0: So I think um, uh, we have an amazing group of experts um, as good as anywhere in the country uh, at at taking care of patients with vascular disease. Um, we have vascular surgeons, cardiac surgeons, cardiovascular medicine physicians, patients who are uh, specialists specialist in management of your lipids, smoking cessation. and you know we'll help you from that trans- critical transition if you need it, from lifestyle changes, et cetera, to more in- more invasive imaging, perhaps an angiogram. Uh, or just a CAT scan, all the way to the most invasive uh, options, which are ballooning, stenting, and open sur- open bypass surgery. So I think you come to a place like this, um, you will find a uh, amazing group of care providers, uh, really for the whole spectrum of your needs, not just your sort of making the diagnosis, but also taking care of you um, should you require... Um, something to prevent you from having a stroke or prevent you from having your aneurysm rupture or prevent you from losing a leg. So that's one of the things that I'm, that we in the Heart and Vascular Center here at the um, University of Virginia pride ourselves on is just sort of one-stop shopping.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Gilbert Upchurch, Jr., Chief of the Division of Vascular and Endovascular Surgery at the UVA Health System. You're listening to UVA Health System Radio. And for more information on the UVA Heart and Vascular Center, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening.